You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. Alongside me is Eric Hughes. And Eric, you're the first guest we've ever had since uh, we transitioned to YouTube. Have you, ever been on, have you ever been on YouTube before, Eric, or is this your first time? You know, I, I have some, some videos that my friends like to uh, pull up from my younger days every once in a while, but this is, this is my first, uh, first podcast on YouTube, so thanks for having me, man. Thanks for doing it as always. What what are these videos? What are you doing in them? Are you singing? Are you dancing? Or is uh, this, you know, it, it's it's nothing like that. It was just some old school projects that uh, that you know friends like to poke fun at. That uh, <laughs> yeah. So back in the high school and college days. So yeah. No, we don't we don't need to go there. We can we can just talk baseball. You know. Yeah, yeah. We can we can for sure just talk baseball. Um, <laughs> TCU is coming off a series loss to Texas. They uh, dropped Friday and Sunday games to UT. Did actually get a win on Saturday. And I think overall they played better this weekend than they did against West Virginia. Um, also, don't look now. West Virginia might be good. They swept Baylor this weekend at home. Now, Baylor, I think uh, Steve Rodriguez might be in his final year there as head coach. They're really struggling, but we'll see how that shakes out. We're going to talk TCU though. I want to focus more, however, on their seven and five, 12 games on the conference play. They're halfway through conference play. Um, and this team has kind of morphed as the season's gone along. I think part of that is due to some injuries and in the pitching staff. Part of that is just uh, some guys that honestly we thought might be better than they have been, have, have not quite uh, lived up to expectations. And so what is, where are we at with TCU baseball? What's kind of the ceiling for this group? And uh, I want to start Eric with, it's easy to forget, but Austin Krobe really hasn't pitched much this season. I mean, he pitched a little bit early in the year and then went down with a shoulder injury. Haven't heard a lot about his timeline. Um, The initial timeline they gave would have him coming back this weekend against Texas tech. Haven't heard that that's the case, but in a hypothetical world where Austin Crow gets on the mound again and is somewhat close to what he can be um, as far as his effectiveness goes, how much does that help this TCU team if they can get back to the re- weekend rotation that they had planned on uh, going into the season? I, mean, I think it's huge. First off, you, you lose your guy that you are calling your number one to start the season that, I mean, that's always gonna, that's gonna hurt anybody, no matter who it is, but especially for this TCU team, it feels like that this is a team that just is pretty limited in terms of depth, um, specifically with pitching. We've seen them try Cam Brown out. We've seen them try uh, this weekend. Marcelo got his first start after last weekend, having an amazing uh, seven inning relief outing. And so, um, yeah, this just isn't a team that has has too much depth right now uh, when it comes to guys that, that can they can throw out um, in terms of starting pitching. Um, so he's going to be a big he's going to be a big piece down the stretch for the Frogs. I think he's going to help determine in a way how this season goes, because, you know, 
um, what you're getting at least so far with Riley Cornelio, he's, he's done an outstanding job stepping into that Friday night role. But after that, it's been a little bit of a question mark. Brett Walker has been pretty consistent with about five or six innings, three or four runs a night. Um, but in terms of after that, it's pretty, pretty uh, skin and bones. And so Austin Crowe, TC is really going to need him to come back and come back strong if they want to make a push uh, in the second half of the season. They will. And I think the, the Riley Cornelio emergence uh, is kind of intriguing because it doesn't force you to throw him back into a Friday night role, which could be significant. Uh, Marcelo Perez did do a nice job on Saturday, only ended up going four plus innings, but I mean, compared to, and no offense to Cam Brown, compared to what Cam Brown was kind of giving you, it was mm-hmm. a better outing, and, and they were thankfully able to jump out to a big lead. But, um, okay, so the depth made me think of something. I didn't mention, I didn't mention this to you, sorry, but uh, the bullpen depth has also been sort of surprising to me, or, or lack thereof. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, today, you know, Caleb Bolden had to throw a lot of innings on um, Saturday, uh, they used Luke Savage a little bit on Friday mm-hmm. and Marcelo Perez gets moved to the starting rotation. So in the late innings this afternoon, Eric, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, who are they going to turn to first out of the pen? <laughs> because it's not a long list of guys that you trust. And it ended up being Luke Savage again. Um, you know, he mm-hmm. got the day off and then came back in there. Uh, they went to Garrett Wright late, which that's a name that, at the end of last season, I mean, he was sort of the dude. Like, he was really yeah. versatile. He was someone that like, came in and gave them mm-hmm. a lot of innings. He's sort of been MIA this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of kind of how that's all gone down? Because it does really feel like they've only got three or four arms that they want to use right now, and I doubt that's because that's what they want to do. I just think it's out of necessity, I guess. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean – I, I literally was about to say Garrett Wright. He, I mean, you haven't, you saw him uh, this weekend for the first time in a long time. And, um, and I think with him, the issue, he, he's got the, the high velocity, but he's uh, known for being a little bit wild. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think pitching when, when, when you have a guy like Marcelo, that is going to be a late guy, um, a guy that you feel that you can turn to, gets has to get bumped up into the rotation um you you just don't have that many guys that you can trust down the stretch and so um you know Caleb Bolden did a great job um this weekend getting getting some outs and getting three or four innings in there and besides those three guys like you said there's not much that you can turn to and so um you know that we we had a couple TCU had a couple guys coming in this season, like Tommy Vale, um, Caven Parker, a couple of transfers and freshmen coming in that you were expecting, okay, maybe, maybe these are guys that will be able to get, get some outs for you uh, out of the bullpen, but that just hasn't been the case. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been kind of a, I don't want to say a nightmare, but it's been, it's just been tough to uh, trust any, anybody that you can go to besides your top two or three guys in the pen there. Okay, so turning our attention to the lineup, um, you know, Saturday scoring seven runs made, I guess, kind of the averages look okay this weekend, but 
six of those runs were in the first couple of innings. Uh, you know, Braden Taylor had a big weekend hitting a few bombs. But overall, it, it's another, you know, three or four days at the plate where uh, this team has just struggled a lot. I think early in the year, they benefited from pitchers that were making mistakes, which, I mean, that's part of hitting, right? Like getting free passes, getting on base is huge. Um, but especially with runners in scoring position, Eric, so many people have been left on base. And I know, like, in some of those situations, there's two outs, and it's hard. Like, pitchers are bearing down. It's hard to get hits. It's hard to have good at-bats. But is there anything you're seeing with the approach? Is it just kind of limitations you have with who you have up there? Um, they do find a way to get on, and they found a way to get on a lot this weekend but just could not bring guys home. Uh, even on Saturday, trying to extend that lead, could not find a way to get guys across the plate to really put that game away. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. I think it comes down to that you – I mean, right now you've only got about five or six six max, probably more like four or five guys that are, that are hitting the ball. Um, I think you sent me a text on Friday, but – about just the bottom of the order. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you're these, you got, you got the guys coming up in the seven, eight, nine hole, and it's just, you're expecting outs. You're hoping for a walk. And it's been, I think, super disappointing for Luke Boyers. He, he kind of had an up and down season last year, but you're hoping that he would be able to make us make some progress, make a step this season. Um, and you just haven't really seen that from him. He's striking out a lot. Even when he is hitting the ball, it's pretty much, only singles he's not hitting for much power and so yeah it's it's tough when you have your your few guys that are um getting base hits and then you're on the you you got the guys duck sitting on the pond but then when that bottom of the order rolls around and, and they're not able to get it done so it's frustrating I think um we've seen Kirk try and kind of roll through some different guys for the bottom of the order and it just hasn't hasn't worked and so I think that's just a limitation of the team. Um, you know, you're going to have your, your few guys, your few big hitters that are able to get it done. But after that, um, you're going to, you're going to be really hoping for some walks or, or wild pitches there from there on out. Yeah. It's tough also when, I mean, even the guys that are productive aside from Braden Taylor, David Bishop and Tommy Sacco occasionally, you don't have dudes that are, you know, able to make it leave the yard or even are getting a ton of extra base hits. Like it's, it's a lot of station mm-hmm. to station baseball, but yeah, the bottom of the order, uh, let's talk about it. It's, it's been difficult. You know, Luke Boyers is in a funk. Um, I think Reed Spinrath has given them some bright spots. You know, he's sort of uh, showed some power, showed some ability to get on. Um, Garrison Berkeley actually had, a pretty good night Friday compared to everybody else, but he struggled the rest of the weekend. You know, Logan Maxwell um, is real is really good in the field. I think he's just not quite ready to be up at the plate a consistent basis. Uh, Porter Brown, eh, I, I don't know. I've mentioned it multiple times. I'd like to see him get more at bats, but in fairness to Kirk Sarloose, uh, when he's had opportunities, it hasn't been, it hasn't worked. So, I guess, you know, you sort of mentioned it. It's, it's kind of a limitation. Like, there's things that a team can change, and there's also just things that a team's going to have to work around the rest of the year. So my question to you is, 
do you feel like they try to mix and match or continue to just mix and match for the rest of the year? Do you think that they kind of settle with, uh, you know, Boyers and Spinrath and maybe giving either Brown or Berkeley more time in the lineup to at least see if one of those guys can, you know, find a way to, to get out of a rut if they get more consistent playing time. Yeah, I mean, I think Boyers is going to be a mainstay. It seems like he's he's kind of a guy there that um, that coach likes in right field, and you know he's he's had some bright moments. Don't I don't want to make it seem like he hasn't, but just overall he hasn't made any real progress this season. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I just don't really see what else that they can do. You know, I think uh, Berkeley ha- did have uh, a couple of hits this weekend, so. You might see you might see coach stick with him um, there, but besides that, there's not much else he can do. And, and we've seen uh, TCU teams have uh, lineups in the past that haven't been able to produce many runs, but those seasons that they had that they had lights out pitching, right? And so uh, this isn't one of those teams where you're having lights out pitching, where you're just able to dominate uh, the games and win close games. Now the pitching actually wasn't too bad this weekend. Um, but overall, if you're not able to, to hold teams less than to two or three runs, uh, the way the offense is going right now, it's going to be tough. And so, um, yeah, I think, uh, the guys are just going to have to keep grinding if they want to, uh, start winning some series here. Uh, we're, I'm sure we'll talk about it here in a second, but, TCU's in the middle of the toughest stretch of the year, and it doesn't get any tougher than this. And so um, they're just going to have to keep grinding it out and see what happens. They will. And, I mean, Luke Boyer's had a single Saturday. He did have a double in the top of the ninth today or on Sunday uh, for people listening to this Monday. So maybe he's going to break out here, hopefully. Um, You know, we want the best for him for sure. And, yeah, I mean, the pitching, like you you mentioned it, they've they've definitely had teams – where they weren't going to score seven runs a game. Um, but the pitching depth just hasn't held up. I did think, though, you know, that Texas lineup's really good. They they did okay this yeah. weekend. But but even today, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a one nothing game for a little bit, and then Melinda sits a bomb, it's 2-1, you tie it up at 2, all of a sudden it's 5-2. I mean, they just could not find a way to really string together runs. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep pace or, or to give themselves enough cushion that mm-hmm. it, it got a little more relaxing when the team was pitching or was in the field. Uh, so you mentioned it. Schedule's tough. They play Texas Tech this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's after a Tuesday game with a really good Dallas Baptist team. You. <laughs> uh, man, that's, that's always tough. And then Oklahoma State and Florida State. So my concern – is you're still sitting in a really good scenario. I think they'll probably drop out of the D1 baseball top 25 this week. You know, that doesn't matter a ton, but I, mm-hmm. that's just my assumption after losing a series to Texas. Um, but they are still, like, very firmly in the tournament. Mm-hmm. My my only worry is, you know, at a certain point, even if the competition's really tough, if you keep piling up losses – I mean, losses are losses, right? Like it is, mm-hmm. it, it becomes a, a time where it gets to be an issue. So I think mm-hmm. they need to steal one of these series. Um, I'm weirdly kind of optimistic about tech, even though they're playing so well, 
just because I don't know. I think being in Fort Worth is going to help a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to be totally wrong about that. I just I know playing in Lubbock is a problem because of yeah. the way that park plays and the way that they play out there. Um, but how do you feel? Can they? I mean, you know, is there one series in particular of the? We'll throw Florida State in there as well. Of the three coming up, Tech, Oklahoma State, and Florida State that you think they could steal one and then that would give them a little bit of cushion and maybe some life going into that home stretch with KU and Oklahoma uh, to close out the regular season. Yeah. I don't know a ton about Florida state. I know that they got a good ball club, like always Um, they're ranked in the top 15. So they're going to be tough, tough series for sure on the road. Um, Texas tech just mashes the baseball, right? Like they, I was looking at their their games lately. They have uh, seven games where they scored 16 runs or more. Like, it's just ridiculous. They put up 28 runs on Kansas, which, mm. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Is that is that like putting up a bunch of points on Kansas football? I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but still, I mean, if you're able to do that, that says something. And so, um, now on the flip side, uh, Tech just played – against UT I believe it was either last weekend or the weekend before um one two out of three there but they gave up a ton of runs um and so it seems like they they're going to score a lot but they're also going to give up a lot of runs it doesn't seem like their pitching staff is as good as um as it typically has been in the past and so um yeah it's going to be a probably a wild ride next weekend I'm going to have a Thursday Friday Saturday series and so um you know, the series against Oklahoma State, they – I mean, it's the same deal. I mean, they, they've got they've got a bunch of good bats. Um, I think that their pitching is a little bit – a little bit tougher. And so, um, yeah, you know, I think if I were to just make a prediction, I, I feel like the Frogs can win this series against Texas Tech. Like you said, um, just coming back home, I feel like it's going to be a, a big help and just getting the – the frog faithful behind them is going to be huge, but um, they're going to have to, they're going to have to dig deep because it's, uh, it's not going to be easy. And even, even the Tuesday night game against DBU, uh, we don't have to tell frog fans anything about DBU. They, they know good and well how good of a team they've got there. So um, yeah, frogs are going to need to find a way to win a series here uh, in the next couple of weeks and um, just stay afloat, stay uh, and, and two, I mean, this is also a team that at the beginning of the season, the Big 12 coaches picked to be fourth in the Big 12. And so mm-hmm. I think they're kind of sitting right where most coaches thought that they would be. Um, and so I don't want to get too down on them, but um, I think they definitely have the ability to, to win one of these series coming up. I think they do too. And uh, yeah, DBU will be a fascinating game. I, I assume Cam Brown will get that start. We're going to see what they do with that Tuesday night slot. And then I know this is Captain Obvious, but you got to find a way to win Thursday. Like the one of the big issues, you know, last two weekends has been Riley Cornelio's pitching well still. Mm-hmm. Um, and just haven't been able to find a way to win those games. The West Virginia game mm-hmm. shouldn't have lost it, but we know what happened um, on that Friday night. And then Texas. You know, Pete Hansen, unfortunately, just pitched better. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you can find a way to win Thursday and give yourself a chance to win one out of two on Friday, Saturday, that would be 
very significant. Well, Eric Hughes, are uh, okay. A couple of things: Are you working any Ranger games this week? Will you be out at Globe Life for the week? Um, for I will be. Yeah, I actually not until uh, the weekend. I think I work in the the Frogs games this weekend, and then Sunday I'll be out at the out at Globe Life for my first first game out there. So looking forward to that. It'll be fun. So you can catch Eric at Lupton Thursday through Saturday, and then he'll be. Uh, at Globe Life on Sunday. Man, Eric Hughes, big baseball guy. Never misses. Lots, lots of baseball. Lots, lots of, of baseball, man. Lots of baseball over the past few months and a couple more months to come. Um, we appreciate it as always. This has been another edition of Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.